20 years ago on September the 11th, 2001, two large commercial airliners flew into the World Trade Buildings in New York City. 2,763 people lost their lives. A few minutes later, American Airlines Flight 77 crashed into the Pentagon, killing a total of 189 people. A fourth plane, United 93, crashed into a field near Shanksville, Pennsylvania, at three minutes past 10 a.m. on that morning. Forty-four perished. These events, as everyone knows, were a great shock to our nation and the world. As a small way to commemorate this moment in U.S. history, here are some of the callers to the C-SPAN network the morning after, beginning at 6 a.m. We'll go to the phones, and our first call comes from New York City. Good morning. You're on the air. Hello? Yes, sir. What would you like to say? Oh, wow. Gee, I didn't think I'd get through. Amazing. You're on. Um, yeah, I was down on Rector Street when the first plane hit. and um, Tell us where that is. Oh, it's uh, two blocks south of the World Trade Center. Two blocks south of the World Trade I think it's about two blocks south of the World Trade Center. What were you doing there? Um, believe it or not, I was actually meeting a deputy commissioner of the TLC, which is the Taxi and Limousine Commissioner, to uh, get a job as an instructor to teach the 80-hour course for taxis. And um, it just was amazing. Everybody was looking up, and I didn't at first see what it was. And then I looked up, and I saw um, what looked like a huge hole in the World Trade Center. And um, I was trained as a paramedic. I'm not currently licensed, but... I saw, started walking towards, I got up Greenwich Street towards the World Trade Center, and I just saw arms and legs and pieces of bodies and just a lot of really bad stuff, and I just put on my latex gloves, and I walked up, and I got to the front door, and there's this guy from uh, FEMA, he's the, that's like the Federal Emergency Management Agency, and I said, listen, I, I, I'm not licensed, but I'm trained as a paramedic, and he's just said, well, that doesn't matter now, come on in, and, um, so we went in, and we went under under the basement to the other side of the building. And um, basically what we were doing was people were coming down the stairs. The fire department was arriving in groups, and they were going up the stairs. And uh, there was a group of us, and what was happening was people were leaving out the exits, and they were getting uh, killed by debris that was falling. And... Um, so what we would do is we would uh, corral people in groups of 50 or 100, and um, we'd go out the doors ourselves and we'd look for debris. And, and um, then we'd tell them to go, and they'd run out in groups. And we just did that maybe 15 or 20 times when the second plane hit. And um, at that point, I started cursing, and I turned to this FBI agent, and I just said, like, you know, where's the air support? I mean, aren't we supposed to be prepared for this? And um, some guys from the bomb squad came in and I said you know are we looking for secondaries because my first thought was that they missed the first time they're not going to miss this time they're definitely going to bring it down and my thoughts were that the planes were just a distraction they probably had bombs actually you know in the garage or whatever again and that's what they were their main intention was uh, just and um just during the lull and um the people coming out I turned to this guy one of the FBI agents that was there and I looked him in the eyes and I said you know these things are going to come down, don't you? And he looked at me and he said, yeah, 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 they are. And none of the federal agents that were there made any attempt to leave, and, and they just knew the building was going to come down, and they just stayed. And I don't think the firemen, the looks on their faces when they went up the stairs, I, I, I don't think they thought they were going to get out either. I think everybody just kind of knew. 
what was happening. We were just trying to get out as many people. How did how did you get out? I, there was a cap, an NYPD captain with intelligence, and he came up to me and he says, "Look, you're paramedic, right?" And I said, "Yeah." And he says, "This is for police. The paramedic triage is on um, Church and Fulton. Uh, that's the. I'm sorry. Uh, that's." The very east entrance to the trade center, and he says, go there and help. I said, look, I'll stay with you. And he says, no, I'll go. And um, I went down the escalator, went out the door, and um, I crossed the street, and I came up to the paramedics that were there, and I said, listen, you guys need any help? And they were like, are you kidding? And um, we started triaging people, and just then, I mean, I couldn't have been out the door three, five minutes. There was this explosion. And I looked up, and it was falling on us. The whole thing was just coming down on us, and we all ran. Uh, I ran east about a block, and um, then I kind of went to my right, and I hid behind some pillars when it came down. And um, it was it was it was like a huge, the biggest pipe bomb in history because all this all, all the glass and um and all the metal just kind of. Um, just formed shrapnel, and uh, just about everybody that I was running with that didn't make the right, I, I think they just all got killed. Um, there were cars exploding, and um, I just was happy to be alive at that point, and then the cloud of dust came, and I, I covered my face with my jacket, and um, I just knew, I just knew it was a chemical weapon because... You know, that was our thought. And one of the federal agents in the building said that they were expecting chemicals. They didn't expect any kind of plane or whatever. And um, I just remembered from training that you breathe in and then you can't breathe out. And that's like the last thing that happens. And I was, every breath I took, I was waiting to not be able to breathe out. And I crawled on my hands and knees and I crawled over people that were dead. And I finally, I guess I hit a wall or something and I felt with my hand and I felt glass and I was pushing on the glass as I moved and I ended up in a revolving door and I guess I was over by Chase Bank or something and um, I went in there was a guy from FEMA there and we dialed the White House and there was no answer it was on answering service and we just looked at each other and said that I don't think that's ever happened before and then somebody told us the Pentagon was hit and we thought the White House had been hit and there were a lot of reports Camp David was hit we just everybody was saying everything was hit and um, we really thought we were in trouble. And I have my girlfriend, and she works at NYU Hospital. And she's not medically trained, but she works there. And I told her from training, I also knew that hospitals could be secondary targets. I said, leave. My mom's at an 86 in Park. I said, just walk, and um, I'll meet you over there. Just walk. Stay away from major, major buildings. Don't go near Grand Central, Penn Station, especially not the UN. And just walk up. And um, some of the paramedics were going to go back out and help after the first building fell and I said look just stay here it's two separate planes two separate buildings one of them fell you know the second one's going to fall if you go out there you're going to get killed and we waited and then the second one fell and um, then we called out and we triaged who we could we helped who we could and um, then the most beautiful thing in the world is we heard the jets you know not the terrorists, but the R jets, I guess the F-16s or whatever, and we all cheered because we knew we were safe at that point because we actually had some kind of air support and that nothing was going to get near us, you know. And eventually I just started walking north and 
I walked all the way to 86th Street out. Don't know if people, that's maybe 10 miles or something. I don't know. And I just stopped every half a half a mile or so to borrow some duct tape from engineers to tape my shoes because my shoes were falling apart. And um, then I saw President Bush on TV and a semblance of calm just kind of came over everybody when we saw the president was alive and he seemed like he was in the Oval Office. I don't know if he was or not. And um, just the amount of people, delis were taking out water, uh, all their water. They were taking out all their water and just bringing it out. They were bringing out sandwiches. People were bringing coffee and, and orange juice to people, and it was just, I've, I've never seen so many New Yorkers act so bravely and so kindly to everybody in my life. It was just an amazing experience, but it's just, I, I know that all the guys, the fire department officials that went up and all the federal guys and the Port Authority guys that I was standing with in the beginning, I know they're all dead because there's no way they could have lived through that. They could have been down on them. And most of the paramedics that I was without on Church Street, I think they're dead, too, because I don't think they made the turn. And I just don't even want to think. I don't think anybody above where the planes had made it out. And, um, I mean, we got thousands of people out. We did, but <laughs> so many more thousands. <laughs> Thanks for sharing this with us. Call from uh, Kearney, New Jersey. Good morning. Good morning, Brian. I teach at St. Anthony High School in Jersey City, New Jersey, which is uh, directly across the uh, Hudson River from the Twin Towers. Our school building is lined up basically with the building. And during the first hour of this tragedy, we really were unsure of what was going on at the time. And we allowed a lot of our kids to uh, look out one of the classroom windows to see what was going on. Uh, the kids began uh, to really kind of give information to a lot of the teachers and other students who were unsure of what was going on because they, they witnessed the second plane hit and they also uh, were witness to a lot of people jumping from the, the building. It was probably one of the most horrifying things for me as a teacher and it really kills me because I know that a lot of teenagers and a lot of younger people as well will be suffering irreparable psychological harm from what happened yesterday. It was what, just... what did you do immediately uh, with the kids? Well, I, I am a religion teacher, so we immediately went into prayer. And that's one of the beauties of being a Catholic school teacher, that you can do that. Uh, so we had, them, uh, we, had, we had an immediate prayer service in the one class where I was teaching. Uh, one of my colleagues came in and said, did you see what just happened at the World Trade Center? And I thought it was an absolute joke. Uh, I ran outside real quickly and as he watched my class. And we went outside, and I saw the uh, the smoke. So I went back in, and we brought the kids into immediate prayer, uh, openly and then in, in silence. So we tried to keep the kids as focused as much as we could because we're so close. I mean, it's, it's, it's just about a mile away. And we kept the kids as focused as much as we could during the course of the day. And within a couple of minutes, the first parents started arriving. And then by, uh, by about 1 o'clock, just about every parent had come to pick up their children. Did you hear anybody, uh, you know, that said that my dad works or my mom works in that building? There were, there were several. In fact, one of the boys... Uh, was in horror. Uh, he didn't know. He couldn't hear from his mother. And he was uh, downstairs in the cafeteria uh, hysterically crying. And then one of the girls, I had actually two girls in one of the classes that I was, that the class I was teaching at that time, which was about uh, nine o'clock, who both said that their mother worked there and they were not able to get in touch with them immediately. Cell phones uh, weren't working. Uh, some of our lines weren't working because we're so close to New York City. They eventually uh, contacted their mothers, but there were still a few others who were unclear about whether or not their parents were, were safe because so many of them actually did work in the building.
Thanks for sharing it with Thank you, Brian. Hartsdale, New York. You're on the line. Uh, hi, Brian. This is Chris from uh, Hartsdale. I was in Two World Trade Center on the 45th floor. I worked for Morgan Stanley and Company. Yesterday? Yes, in the accounting department there. Let me just, you know, it's confusing to those of us uh, who uh, don't work there. I mean, I've got a photograph. I don't. Are you watching at the moment? Yeah. Can you see the screen? Yeah. Okay, this is looking at the World Trade Center, and if I'm, you know, this is, the, there are two towers there. Uh, the one on the left, I believe, is two, and the one on the right would be one. The what? first plane, I believe, hit one. Hit, hit this one right here? Uh, yes. Okay, and yes. that's the one I, I see on the top, there's a, at the very top is their television tower. Right. And then below it, is this the Millennium Hotel right here? This uh, black building? That looks like it, yeah. Okay. It's, it's all, uh, yes, that, that definitely is it, yes. Which bridge is this? That's the Brooklyn Bridge. Brooklyn Bridge. And you were over here in Tower 2? Tower 2 in, on the 45th floor. Which should have been somewhere in this area. Yeah. How in the world did you get out alive? Well, uh, we, we felt like a rumbling, right? And then we looked out the window, and we saw all that debris falling that you see there. And everybody just said, all right, let's get out of here. Everybody was very calm going down um the stairs we went down an escalator and then uh, we were on a uh, 44th floor which is a a main uh deposit area of a lot of the upper floors and then there's express elevators from there some people were getting on the express elevators um i don't know uh, i i thought better of that i could have jammed myself on i i went down the um the fire escape which really were not um as crowded as i thought and people were very orderly and, um, you know, we've been through this before with, with a couple of other things. We had to evacuate once before about seven years ago. Um, not the bombing, but something else. I don't recall what it was. So uh, it's kind of a way of life there, you know. And um, everybody was very orderly. We just were hoping it was some transformer explosion or something, you know. We weren't even thinking a plane, you know. Or if it was, maybe a small plane. Now, were you going down the stairs <clears throat> before the second plane hit? We were going down the stairs. We were probably as far as the, uh, I, I would guess, the 10th floor when all of a sudden the lights flickered and you could feel the building swaying. Like two or three times you could feel it swaying. And uh, that's when you knew in your heart uh, that it was... Uh, you know, very, it was, you were under attack or something. And it, uh, earlier, maybe when we were on the 30th floor, we heard announcements, there's a situation in building one, it's being attended to, building two is secure, uh, remain where you are, I think they said. But everybody kept proceeding. And um, we made it down to 10, and we felt the swaying and the lights flicker. And then everybody just continued, and surprisingly, it wasn't as crowded as I thought it would be. And we all got down to the bottom, and we came out on the second floor, and uh, we took an escalator down to the uh, concourse area, and we could see outside, and it looked like a war zone out there. There was debris everywhere. There was smoke. Um, we uh, ran through the uh, concourse, which is like a mall area underneath the Trade Center. Everybody was directing us where to go. We got out the front. Um, I guess that's... Uh, I don't know what that is. It's right by the Millennium Hotel, though. I think that's Trinity or Church Street. Trinity Church is right there. I think it's Church Street is that main drag yeah. right in front of right. uh, the Trade Center. And then uh, we just kept walking, and we looked up, and uh, we could see 
building one had a big hole in it, and building two was just burning in, in the middle area, and we just kept walking and walking, and, um, you know, we stood for a while and looked when we got a little distance away, and then we just kept walking. Where are you? Where's Hartsdale? That's in Westchester County near White Plains. I commute down. The there. trains were all shut down. How'd you get up? How'd you get home? I walked to, uh, me and a colleague walked to 95th Street all the way from the Trade Center. We got picked up by a bus, a Good Samaritan small bus, took us to the George Washington Bridge. That was not open for any traffic, pedestrian or auto, and then they opened it for auto. There were thousands of people jumping in the back of pickup trucks, anything that had an open, they didn't open it for pedestrians to walk across. There is a pedestrian path, but they didn't open it. People would jump, you know, there was, wasn't panic, but there was thousands of people trying to get over to New Jersey. We were far enough away, I think everybody felt safe, but we wanted to get out of there. What did you think was happening? Uh, well, we knew, um, uh, I called my girlfriend once we got as far as Greenwich Village, uh, Washington Square Park. She told us there were planes had flown into the World Trade Center. When we were up in probably um, Tribeca or further up in the 20s, People were pointing in the street and screaming, look, the building's falling. We were far enough away. I didn't even want to look. I just kept walking. I don't, you know, it was just too horrible. And um, uh, I understand what the first call you had today was saying. And I think a lot of us, and I just opened my yellow pages now, we need to see, you know, anybody listening out there who is there should probably see some sort of counselor or something. You know, and uh, talk about this because, uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty horrendous. And, um, you know, um, we ended up getting over the George Washington Bridge. Like I said, everybody was jumping in the back of pickup trucks. We jumped in a uh, delivery truck and uh, we hitchhiked up to my sister's house in Jersey. And that was that. Thanks for sharing. Thanks this. a lot. Next call, New York City. Good morning. Yeah. Hi, I run a... Uh a large uh, internet company on Hudson Street and uh, I was driving downtown yesterday in a cab and as I always do I see the uh, Twin Towers coming up I'm making phone calls I'm actually on the phone with one of my business partners and all of a sudden there's a giant hole we look up everything's normal there is a giant hole in the building I immediately tell the cab driver to pull over uh, as crowds start to form onto the street and uh, run into a uh, parking lot where another crowd has come up and we're all watching we're all trying to figure out exactly what happens we think it was an accident and out of nowhere we see a plane swoop around the back of the uh the buildings and slam into the building and a huge fireball shows up in front of the building literally to the point at which you can hear the sound come out uh we're probably about a mile away and you can feel the heat and you can feel the rumble and a massive panic starts to cross go across the street um, my first thought is for uh, what's going on with the rest of the people in our office and for my own children. I then run down into my office and run up, and uh, there are people sort of looking out of windows and trying to figure out what's going on. Um, I go onto the Internet at that point, and uh, interestingly enough, m many of the major companies had been gone down. I think that we had a, a, a local... Uh, internet point that was in the basement of that building and all of the cell phones all of the uh, communications that we normally deal with on a daily basis uh, went out one of the reasons why I had called in this morning as I was trying to get information and I consider myself to have a tremendous amount of information relative to my office but there have been a variety of different information points that I've been getting both through the people in my office and through television and there's been some things that 
I've found that have been missing or that, that have been uh, amplified that I'd like to ask some questions on. Uh, one is, what has happened uh, to these reports that there were car bombs in front of the uh, uh, um, buildings in Washington? State Department, for instance? Yeah, and I haven't heard very much about that or where the locations of those have been. Now, I'm not an expert, and I have not watched this thing on a you know hour-to-hour -hour basis, but my impression yesterday was that they have discarded that. Uh, Peter Slen's downstairs. Is that true from what you know, Peter Slen? Uh, I have not seen anything on that, Brian. And there's nothing in the papers down here, but we're not that close to it so i don't want to leave the impression that there wasn't or there weren't any okay because it, it, sitting here in new york you know what you're hearing is all over that there were actually potentially more than four planes hijacked that there may have been other attempts on hijacked planes and uh you know the television normally you're getting a lot of this stuff off the wires as as, as you are right now but a lot of our stuff is down still in fact our businesses are still shut down another another interesting comment having been in it and watching it was the eeriness of the crowds and throughout the city last night, how there was just a mass exodus of walking people covered in dust or not in dust, people grabbing onto people all through the night last night, up until 11 or 12, 12 o'clock last night, just this sort of walking woundedness all the way as people were moving uptown, I guess, and trying to get home. Where, now, you say that your office is at Hudson Street. Yeah, Hudson Street and Houston. And for those who are not there, Houston is like Houston, right? And, yes, that's yeah. correct. And that's where Soho comes from. And Yeah, it's, it's the top of Tribeca and where Soho and, and, and basically the, uh, the central point between uptown and downtown. Where do you live? I live on 50th Street. So you're about how many blocks from the World Trade Center? It's about, uh, from my, I can actually look at, look at it from my window right now. I'm probably about a mile and a half, two miles uptown and you're saying that up until late last night people were wandering out of that area absolutely it was it was unbelievable i've never experienced i've been in new york my entire life i've never experienced anything like it ever it's just this weird eeriness uh, someone on the uh on the television yesterday said it was like new york during a snowstorm is much much different than that it was bizarre and just just walking you know faces no no smiles no nothing just people were you know walking what i did find interesting though is that new yorkers were helping each other i uh I stuck my thumb out because it was a long ride uptown, and a man immediately pulled over and pulled and took me into where you're going, and uh, which would be unheard of in New York City up until this point. So, thanks a lot for sharing with us. As we continue to take phone calls, this next one is from an eyewitness line from Newark, New Jersey. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And what did you see yesterday? Um, well, yesterday from home, I actually watched on television as the plane hit the second building. And so I immediately ran out the door and, and went to work. And from our conference room, we're on the 20th floor. We have a completely unobstructed view. In Newark? The, yes, on the New York skyline. And we watched the first tower crumble, and everyone in the company just started screaming. And then we watched the second one, and we started screaming again, but then it was just followed by intensive crying. Um, we all knew someone that worked there or had a relative that worked in, the worked in one of the towers. Have you found out whether they uh, lived or not? We have found out about most of them. Most of them have called in, but there's still two individuals, um, one a cousin of a co-worker and the other a brother-in-law of a co-worker who we, we have still not heard from. And um, one of them did work for the Port Authority and... They, we've been calling the hotline, but so far nothing has been heard from him, and so we are praying with that family. Um, I have more, that, more of a question than a comment. Um, 
I, I think the most devastating part was that it touched everyone. I mean, our thoughts automatically went out to our CEO because she was stuck in Philadelphia and couldn't get back. And her husband actually called to say he was on his way to the emergency bunker. We found out he was in the bunker when the tower collapsed. He was stuck in there for about 15 to 20 minutes with Giuliani. He finally called us and said, you know, we got out. We got out of another exit. I'm at a hospital. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm not hurt. And so we were all very happy to hear that. What, what, what emergency bunker was he in? Uh, the one located right across the street from the World Trade Center. He's a hospital administrator in New York. And um, he did call to let us know that he had gotten out, and we actually saw him on CNN, and he was covered in dust, um, but he was okay, and we were happy about that. Um, I have more of a question than a comment. Um, we, we sit on the 20th floor, and, from, and we're five blocks from our federal building, and we can see the, the Newark airport from our building. And I think the, most, the biggest question we have is, do you think this is over? Mm. I, I, think, I think the scariest thing is, Will there be more attacks today, not from the air, but from the ground? Are, are we looking at possible bombings? Are we looking at additional suicide attempts? Okay, thanks. Uh, let's go next to New York City. You're on the air. What did you see yesterday? Well, uh, I actually worked down around Battery Park uh, area, about a five-minute walk from the towers. And the thing that was the most unsettling to me when I arrived, I was coming in by train from the Bronx where I live, and there was no... Uh, information given on the train uh you know there were delays and we finally got in around maybe 20 to 10 quarter of 10 and all that we were told was that the that due to a prior incident the fulton street stop would be closed and at a stop earlier than that people had come on the train and explained that these planes had hit and nobody knew what they were talking about everybody thought it was some sick joke and they were saying no these two planes have hit and the towers are collapsing well when we got out of the train at bowling green uh, the last stop on the four before you reach Brooklyn. As we're emerging out, I guess one of the towers had fallen because a huge wall of smoke was coming towards us. Smoke, debris, paper, glass, everything. And we all just had to start running uh, through the streets. I had to run into my building with a bunch of other people to try and shield ourselves from the debris. And uh, about half an hour after that, we were made to evacuate that building, I guess because the second tower had collapsed and they feared that it would cause some structural damage to our building. And everyone was just told to run towards South Ferry and try and outrun the smoke. And again, everyone had to leave and a huge black wall of smoke was coming down the street. And really there was no information given to us at all. Um, people were running you know, under cars, trying to get into other buildings in the area, standing by the water with their shirts over their faces. And, uh, you know, just a, a general, well, a small comment. There was a lot said by Giuliani about the, uh, uh, how much, the great reaction time of the staffing and the emergency officials, et cetera. And I agree, the hospitals, uh, the opening of the hospitals, the emergency workers, everything was great. But I'm really quite shocked that the trains were still taking us into this area an hour after the first plane struck and no information was given to us. Now, you live in the Bronx? Yes, I do. Which is uh, it's five, six, seven miles up north of uh, where the Trade Center is. That's right. And are you at home today? Yes, I am. My building is closed indefinitely. You're the building you work in? Yes. And what about the trains, the subways today? Are they open? Uh, I haven't even tried. Yesterday, some of them were open. Um, you know, they were really asking everybody to rely on buses to get them home. And uh, we tried to do that, and that was disappointing as well. It took me about six or seven hours to get home. There were no buses. I mean, we were asked to wait at South Ferry, and then there were some other types of shuttle services, but really nothing. And there were a lot of people. I know my own roommate 
friends of hers walked from Manhattan to the Bronx because there was no other way to get home. Thanks for calling this morning. Next call is from Long Island. Good morning. Good morning. And what would you, did you see this yesterday? I work one half block off of Church Street and uh, we felt the jolt, the lights flashed and we ran to the window and we saw debris coming down and I just ran back to my desk and grabbed my things and went out to the street but I was not prepared for what I would see. And um, I just saw, we thought it was the South Tower that was in flames but in fact it was the North Tower. And I then went back to the, to the Broadway end of the block, and I stood there for about 15 minutes just staring up there, and I tried to call people in my office, and my cell phone wouldn't work. I called, um, I used someone else's telephone to call my husband and tell him I was safe. And then after a while, I started watching and, and thinking that the building might fall. So I headed over to the west side of the east side and got on the subway, which was still running, and I got up to Penn Station, and when I got up there, I found out that it was a plane and that a second plane had hit, and I managed to get on the last Long Island Railroad train, from what I understand, out. But um, everybody was just staring at it like it really wasn't happening. And what about today? Are you home? Yes, I am. Um, did, you, did you lose anybody, or did you even know anybody that was in the towers? I knew two people from my neighborhood that were up there and I found out that one of them had just gotten off the subway and was in the concourse and had it been five minutes later he would have been up in one of the towers. So he was in the concourse under the towers? Right, right. This is what I heard. I haven't spoken to him. Um, and then I heard somebody else we knew was on an upper, was supposed to be working on an upper floor but hadn't gotten there yet. What do you think this... Um, was taking the PATH train into New Jersey, and they stopped it at Exchange Place. Uh, in from New Jersey, they stopped it at Exchange Place, I believe is the last stop, and she's very shaken up. I mean, I spoke to her a few times, and she's hysterical, and she didn't even make it to Manhattan. How much, uh, how much do you think it'll change uh, New York after this? Any, um, you get any feeling? I know it's early. I, I know I've been working in that area since 1973, and um, in this particular location, we've been in for 11 years now. And, I mean, you could look out the window and see the building. And I just, I can't imagine going down there, Nick. I'm not going in the rest of this week, even if my office was open. But I can't imagine going down there and not seeing that. What are you doing personally to deal with all this? I'm <laughs> calling you, I guess. Well, I mean, any professional help? Are you just going to get together with friends or talk to people on the phone? Or um, I guess just talk to people at this point. It's just I've just been glued to the television since I got home yesterday. Thank you for calling us. Colonia, New Jersey, next. Go ahead, please. You're on the air. Uh, Brian? Yes, sir. Hi, this is Ron DeMonte. I work for the Morris Cruise. I work at Two World Financial right across the street from the trade centers. Where were you yesterday? Uh, I was um, at my... I actually started work 7.30, and um, the plane, first plane didn't hit the Trade Center until about, I guess, 10 to 9. Um, I was coming from my cafeteria um, when um, I really didn't realize what had happened, but the window shook a little bit, and then I seen anybody run into the windows. My staff was over there looking at it, and um, I went to the window, and I could actually see straight up to the top of the towers, the first 15 floors on top were, were fully involved debris flying, metal debris flying, uh, still a little shook up about this, but um, there uh, debris coming down into the parking lots, everything was burning, um, Marriott was burning, the uh, uh, people were scattering. I have to commend 
the security guards in those buildings because I guess the people were aware that something did happen. I know they had constantly had bomb threats. They um, immediately started evacuating. I, I was looking down at the ground floors uh, when uh, there was no fire equipment arriving at this time, but people were still evacuating. They knew something was going on. Got out into the streets quickly, um, going away from the buildings. Um, I think uh, then eventually, I think the second plane hit the other tower, and um, then I knew something was going on wrong. Someone at that point said there was a plane that hit, and from where I, I'm on the west side of the tower, the planes actually came in on the east side, so I couldn't really see any wingspans or any tail of the plane or any debris of the plane, but um, it, um, it took a toll on a lot of people. Anybody you know die in this thing? Uh, right now, um, not at the moment. I do have friends. I've been on the street for almost 40 years. I do have friends that work for Port Authority that are on the 75th floor. Um, I was afraid to call their houses yet. Um, um, going to probably do that later this morning. Uh, at this moment, no. Um, Thanks for calling us this morning. New York City, you're next. Yes. Did you see this yesterday? Yes, I was there. Where were you? I was on the top of a double-decker bus. I was right down by the, uh, by the Battery Park and the second plane, the United Airlines plane, flew right over my head. And what was your reaction? Well, um, I work in Manhattan. Uh, right now I work for a Gray Line bus company, and we just dropped people off at the Battery Park. We had pulled back over towards the World Trade Center to go back up the West Side Highway. We had passed it 10 minutes before, 15 minutes before, and we saw the fire, assuming it was a fire in the building and the emergency vehicles were arriving. We turned around to go back up the F near the FDR Drive on South Street and got stuck there. And when that plane came overhead, I knew exactly what was happening. I knew it was, uh, I knew it was um, a terrorist attack at that point. As soon as that plane, as soon as I heard the plane and I looked up, and then about five seconds later, I heard the explosion. So my driver and I uh, wanted to get out of there. Of course, we were paralyzed on the streets. There was a total gridlock, nothing moving. People banging on our door, looking for help because the streets were already jammed with people. So we put people on our bus. About 35, 40 minutes later, the police finally got down to the individual streets to break up the gridlock. And we inched up South Street very, very slowly. It became a one-way street except for the emergency vehicles trying to get through. And uh, on our way, of course, we could see the Twin Towers when we hit various intersections. And uh, it was ghastly. We watched the first building collapse from the top. I watched the first building collapse from the top of the bus. What did you think was happening? Well, I knew. I, you know, when I first saw, when we swung back up towards West Street, we thought a fire had broken out in building number one. I did not hear the first plane crash into building number one. I had just passed it. I had passengers on my bus, and, and they were on top of an open-top double-decker. And I was pointing out the buildings, talking about windows on the world, talking about the, the, the deck on top of the World Trade Center and the view you could get. Dropped them off, came back, and I saw the fire. But since I hadn't heard anything, I just assumed a fire had broken out. And, uh, but when we swung back and that plane passed, that jet, that twin-engine jet passed over my head, um, I knew something was wrong. Let me, let me ask you a question. It's early in this game, but this will undoubtedly come up very soon. Should they or will they rebuild those towers? I don't think they should rebuild the towers, no. I think, if anything, they should put a monument there to the people who died. I don't, I don't, uh, you know, um, I remember the Arizona was sunk at Pearl Harbor and they made a monument out of it. And uh, I think that uh, there's no question that this should be uh, 
a monument to the people who died there. This is one of the worst attacks ever. In fact, this may be the worst attack ever made against the U.S. Thank you, caller. We go to North Bergen, New Jersey. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Were you uh, there yesterday? Uh, yeah, we were there yesterday. We got a, got on the bus at about 8.50, 8.50, 50, just a little after 8.50. The uh, New Jersey Transit, we were up on North East Boulevard East in North Bergen overlooking Manhattan. And uh, about two minutes into the bus ride, the bus driver got a call over his radio that the World Trade Center, one of the towers, was on fire. And we looked over and we saw smoke billowing out of it. And about, I guess about five minutes later as we're watching it, we saw a huge plume of a uh, ball of fire come out of one end, the, the end that was facing us not realizing that another plane had just hit that the uh, I guess it was the South Tower and uh, we were just watching it in disbelief one of the passengers had a radio and the radio was telling us at first we thought somebody said it was a Cessna and then we were told that both towers had been attacked we realized it was a terrorist attack this bus takes us for just for your information takes us into uh, Hoboken, where we also take the PATH train. And um, so we decided, I, we realized right there and then that it wasn't a good idea to go into the city. So the bus had reached a place called Lincoln Harbor, where there's a ferry that takes a lot of the Jersey people into Manhattan. And we got off there and we just sat there and watched both towers tragically come down. What do you do for a living? I'm in the furniture business. And what was your reaction? When, I mean, what would you all, what did you all say to one another when this was going on? What did you think was happening? Well, um, we obviously, we thought at first, you have to understand, what, if we saw it from the first moment we saw the billowing smoke, we thought it was an accident. Ah. Then we realized real quickly when we saw the second that this was, more, this was a terrorist attack. People knew that right away. And then uh, you, there was probably several hundred people sitting out at Lincoln Harbor where we all were just people where nobody was speaking people some people their cars on and they had the car radios going full blast and people surrounded these cars to get you know to hear what was going on as it was going on as we were watching it we were seeing things happening that the even the radio stations didn't pick up on at first when the tower came down it took them about a few minutes for somebody to say that the, one of the towers had come down. So it was, it was quite shocking. Everybody, there was no discussion. People were just sitting there with their my, mouths wide open in disbe disbelief. What are you going to do today? Well, today and tomorrow happen to be my day off in the retail trade. So we're just going to watch this. We're going to go down and give some blood later and just, you know, just give people some support if we can. We ask everybody. Thank you. Thank you. We go to Orange, New Jersey next. What was your experience like yesterday? Well, I was one of the last people to come into the city from Newark, New Jersey on the PATH train. We, our train arrived around 8.50 in the morning. When I got off the train, there was a lot of smoke down in the area where we, we disembarked from the train. We thought that perhaps it was an electrical fire. We had no idea what was going on. Perhaps some passengers had radios at the time, and by the time I came up the long escalator, I turned back and saw a lot of smoke and hundreds of people running toward me. 
There were a lot of fire marshals there asking us to be calm. So at the time, I thought that it was just a small fire and that they would have everything under control. But when I got outside, the policemen were screaming at us, telling us to get across the street. And I saw hundreds of people in front of the World Trade Center looking up. So I instinctively looked up and saw that the top of the building was on fire. I immediately rushed down to my building on Water Street because I work in the Prudential building there. And that's when I heard and felt the second plane hit. I can remember uh, like a millisecond before turning around just to see the catastrophe and seeing a plane flying very low. And I was wondering why it would do that. And I just thought that perhaps it was because of the smoke that was billowing ahead that it had to fly low. I had no idea that it was about to hit the building. What did you do then? I just kept going on toward my building because you could feel, you heard the explosion and you can feel the tremors on the street. And at the time I got to my lobby, I was not allowed up and I was told that they were evacuating the building. What do you do for a living? Um, I work in Prudential as a compliance associate. And what do you think uh, knocking out these two buildings plus the you know tremendous number of people that will, will have died will do to the whole financial market area down there? I have no idea. I haven't been back there, but I've seen footage of the catastrophe that's there. Of course, my building is closed today. I have no idea how this is going to affect the financial district, but overall for America, this is a terrible tragedy. Thank you, caller. Let's go to Brooklyn, New York. Thank you for joining us, Brooklyn. Did you see this yesterday? Yes, I did. Where were you? I was actually on the Manhattan Bridge on my way to work. In a car? No, I was on the train. On the train. And what was, what, what was your day like then? Well, <laughs> it was unbelievable, actually. I mean, I woke up this morning, kind of had some squirms in me, but I, like, tried to ignore them, saying to myself, okay, primary day, you know, it's a beautiful day outside. Let me go to work. Let me go vote. You know, all this stuff. Totally unexpected of anything like this happening. Then I get myself out there and on our way over the bridge. I mean, we just got stopped by a train that was in front of us. And all you saw is just boom and we're all on the train like, oh, wow, what in the world just happened here? And we all just, like, try to, you know, calm each other down because everyone started panicking on the train itself. Like, if people were thinking, oh, car, oh no, they're going to come after the, the, the bridge now. They're blowing up things there. They're going to blow us up, too. And it, it was it was real hectic. I mean, a lot of people on the train itself started panicking until um, someone just came out of nowhere and said, you know what, let's just stop and pray. Did it work? Oh, yeah, it calmed everyone down. It calmed most people down. Um, I mean, I'm still shaking from it. I, I, it. I find it to be dramatically unbelievable. Do you have any idea in your own head why this kind of thing would happen? I have no reason, no no, no idea. I mean, it was, <laughs> I, I can't see why someone could be full of so much hatred. I mean, it's unbelievable. Did you lose anybody that you know of, a friend or a colleague in, well, in the towers? There are like uh, three people that I know that work out there we haven't heard from yet, and we're just keeping it in our minds. It's okay. They're just unreachable. We're just trying to, me and my family are just consoling each other and just saying, hey, you know, they just can't reach them. They'll get to us. We know they're okay. Thank you very much. Our next call comes in from Brooklyn, New York. Good morning. Good morning. What did you see yesterday? Um, yesterday I was on my way to work because um, I work at the Bank of New York. I was two blocks away from the from the World Trade Center when the second plane hit. What was your reaction? I my I was my head was down because I was trying to call my job to tell them that I would be late. I just heard you know the plane and I heard the explosion. 
I went running. Everybody went running at this point. My blouse fell open. Everybody was running for cover. We were all scared. We thought the whole place was being bombed, you know? So and what we, did you do then? When I, I, when I did, I, I, I wanted to walk away from the site, so I went by the water. I went to Battery Park. I said, if there's a choice between being burned alive, I'd rather drown. So I went to, the, to Battery Park near the water. If anything should happen, I don't know how to swim, but I was just drop myself in the water. That was what I was thinking at the time. And then what did you do later? What I, I, we, we were stuck. It's not only me. There were a whole lot of people stuck on Battery Park. We're by the water. We're waiting for boats to come to rescue us. When the first um, tower exploded, all the ashes, everything fell on us. We couldn't breathe. We couldn't see anything. It was so black out there. And we stuck. We were running for cover. There was a U.S. Coast Guard building in that area. Everybody's pounding on the door, trying to get the, somebody to open the door so we could go inside. The doors were locked. We couldn't go anywhere. I was with a lady that I met there. Her name is Alexandra. We stuck together. We're like, no matter what happens, we're going to stick together. So we stayed together. We walked back to the water. We're like, we'd rather not be inside a building if we're being bombed. So we, we were in the open area um, in Battery Park. Battery Park. And then when the second building um, crossed, all those ashes, everything fell on us. There were babies there, people there. We couldn't breathe, you know, and it's like everybody was crying. You know, we like, we felt like, you know, um, we were going to die. There's no way to get off the island, you know, Manhattan. We thought we were going to die. How did so, you get home? How I got home, um, we stayed there until the, the New York... Um, the, one of the boats came and took some people off. Everybody was running to get on the boat at this time. And me and the girl that was stuck together, we're like, we're not going to get on the boat because we were, were afraid the boat was going to drown. We were afraid that they were going to hit the boat or something. We stayed there, and then after a while, um, the Staten Island Ferry came along, and the girl that I was with, I live in Brooklyn, but the girl that I was with, she lives in Staten Island. She's like, why don't you come to my house? You can stay there, and then me and my husband will find a way to get you home. So when the second boat came, we found we, we got on that boat. But what, I, what happened, I, I don't think people mentioned that on TV, was when the Staten Island Ferry came, there were like hundreds of firefighters on that boat and um, um, Army people in, in, in tanks. You know, we're on the boat. As the people were coming out of the boat before we got on, the crowd just stood there. Everybody started clapping for them. It's like, you know, these are the heroes we're looking at. These are the people, you know, that are going to save, you know, these people trapped. So the crowd just stood there and started clapping for these people. So after EMS, after the firefighters, you know, the, the um, army people got off, then that's when we got on the boat. And I went to Staten Island to a house. I was stuck there until... I left my house at, at 7 o'clock that morning. I did not get home until 10 o'clock that night. Thank you very much for sharing your story with us uh, from Brooklyn, New York. And we take our next call from New York City. Hello, you're on the air. Uh, yes, hello. Um, uh, I'm a school teacher, Catholic school teacher uh, for 7th grade in, uh, in Chinatown, which is on Mott Street, just a couple of blocks above Canal. And uh, my class and I witnessed the uh, building on fire and um, and the smoke coming from the fire and because um, our windows faced the schoolyard and the schoolyard uh, we could see the we used to be able to see the World Trade Center from the schoolyard and um, so uh, we had to uh, just wanted to tell you my experience about um, the reaction of the kids we heard the explosion because there was construction men working on the roof of our school and they reacted when they said oh my god oh no and then we heard the explosion. At first I thought it was a truck or a backfire or something, and we looked out the windows and we saw the smoke and the fire. 
And then we had to evacuate the school, but only the parents had to pick up their kids. And uh, since the Brooklyn Bridge and the bridges were closed, we had parents walking over from the walking over the bridge to pick up their kids. So there were parents arriving, you know, with out of breath to see to pick up their kids. And uh, many children actually in my school, their parents worked downtown. And there were uh, there's a girl in my class. Um, her mother works in the World Trade Center, so I hope she's you know still alive. And uh, I, unfortunately, you know, these kids are going to be touched by this tragedy, and they have nothing to do with what's going on in the Middle how, East. How old are they? Um, well, I teach a seventh grade class. This week, listener calls to C-SPAN from the morning of September 12th, 2001.